On this episode of Jet City Hot Takes, the Seahawks beat a backup quarterback in the first round of the playoffs. Hey, but a win's a win in the playoffs, man. We are previewing all of the divisional round matchups. And a lot of trash, garbage, terrible hires that head coach the NFL. Garbage! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Who am I kidding? These guys aren't pros. The starting lineup for your Jet City Hot Takes podcast. He's Boston bred. He hates seafood. And he swore to start reading more. So now he watches Netflix with his subtitles on. Corey Dillon. That is next level stupidity. And he's a Northwest native. Doesn't care what you say. Sriracha is overrated. And he sleeps with a Ken Griffey Jr. body pillow. Keith Wayne. Hey, I don't judge. You do you. Just keep it off the field. Jet City Hot Takes. Hot Takes. Division around time. Uh, a lot of, well, I'm heartbroken from last week, but I... It's okay, Corey. Can't say I didn't really see it coming. I didn't expect the Patriots to go very far, but we won't start there. Uh, just a little butthurt. Um, Seahawks <laughs> beat the Eagles to advance to the divisional round. That was um, a big win, obviously, on the road. Yeah, a playoff game on the road. Uh, you have to travel across the country. Same score as the regular season meeting, which I think is kind of funny, 17-9. to And uh, you know what? It wasn't the most impressive game, but the defense did a really good bend-but-don't-break sort of deal. Didn't give up a touchdown all game, three field goals. That's all the points that the Eagles got. Yeah, the fact that Carson Wentz got knocked out probably helped. But let's be honest, it's not like the Eagles did that well against the Seahawks when Carson Wentz was in in the regular season. Now, is this just a bad matchup? Because I, 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 I just don't believe in the Seahawks' defense. So, um, I mean... Pete Carroll, as the head coach of the Seahawks, owns the Eagles. He has never lost to the Eagles as the head coach of the Seahawks. And I think the most points they've scored in any of like the six games they've played has been like 15 points. It's always low scoring. Yeah, they, he, he, for whatever reason, defensively, he seems to have the Eagles number. He knows how to defend them. It's, it's just the reality of the situation. I don't think the Eagles really ever stood a whole lot of a chance just because he owns them. Period. Simple. End of story. Uh, anything stick out from that game? Players of the game, what oh, do you like? Well, I mean, offensively, DK Metcalf, man. Come on. Where Where has that been? I've had faith in him. What do I you dra- mean, where has it been? I've drafted him in multiple leagues this season. Knowing he's capable of, of games like that, and I don't think there was any games that were even close to that. He's a rookie who had like... He had... 900 yards in the regular season as a rookie. I'm not saying he didn't. And a run-first offense. What do you mean, where was that all season? I thought from the beginning of the season he had serious potential, just his size and whatever. I'm not saying he didn't perform, but I just wanted more big games like that. I feel like he's such a massive target, and there was a lot of games during the season where we'd only get three targets in a game. It'd be be like three targets, one reception for 54 yards or something like that. This game, lots of targets, lots of yards. I feel like they really utilized him. And now I, I think the fact that the Eagles were pretty banged up in the secondary helped with that. He was just bigger and faster than anyone who was trying to defend him. Fair enough. It was, it was just a physical mismatch, and I think that's a big part of it. Also, he's improved. I totally think so, but I also think he's a physical matchup nightmare for any defense. He is. The now, size of that man. Now watch him after a full offseason, after his rookie year, when he starts to get some chemistry with Russell Wilson. Then let's see how dangerous he really becomes. He gets He improves his route running a little bit. Uh, which he has during the season. We've seen him run uh, comeback routes, slants. He's run some pretty good out routes. He's running deep digs. He's he's more than just a burner. I totally agree. That's what I had. 
I wanted to see this earlier. I'm not saying he underperformed or anything like that. I just feel like with the lack of receivers that the Seahawks had, especially when, after Lockett went down in San Francisco, there wasn't a whole lot at wide receiver. And, um, yeah, and I was Gordon waiting gets for, suspended. I was waiting for that <laughs> explosion that we did see. I just wanted to see see it earlier and not for any reason of him just for my selfishness i wanted to see that <laughs> it's not about him not before i just wanted more because i drafted him in a couple of weeks okay well that I had makes such sense. high hopes so it's, it's not that he wasn't good enough it's just that he wasn't good enough for you correct okay exactly that's all that really matters on this program <laughs> uh how about defensively uh defensively i gotta give it to uh can i just say the whole front seven fair enough i mean seven sacks Seven sacks. Where was that all season? That's what I want to know. I think it happened once. One, they had one other game like that. Yeah, probably the one against the Eagles, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. And just to clarify that clowny hit, I didn't think it was close to being dirty. It no. drove me nuts. All Wentz the, was a runner, and he didn't slide. He never gave himself up. All the people whining about that hit I just thought was insane. If you actually look at it in slow motion, Clowney's reaching for the ball. It's like it, his, he's not ducking his head. Yeah, he's got an arm a, trying yeah, to Yeah, he's literally the ball trying out. to play football, and we get this super slow-mo replay, which sometimes I don't Everything like. Everything looks bad in slow-mo. Right. But this is the one. This is one. This is what I'm saying. One, this is one of those cases where you actually start and say, "Oh, okay, he was actually making a football play." It's not like he tried to headbutt the guy and take him out of the game. I did not think that was a dirty hit. I thought that was lunacy for all the people complaining. And I'm seeing articles like, "Should Clowney be, have charges filed against him?" and all this stuff. It was just no. ridiculous. Calm down. He was playing football. Was not intentional. That was just a good play. And that's coming from the non-Seahawks fan on this program. Can I just say this as a football fan? This is not even me as a Seahawks fan. As a football fan. If you think that was a dirty hit that Clowney had on Wentz, maybe football's not the right sport for you. Maybe you're a little too soft for football. Maybe you watch some badminton or tennis. I'm serious. I, I know maybe, you are. Maybe the big mean football man isn't your style. Sorry. It's football. It's a physical sport. Injuries are part of the game. Seahawks are pretty beat up too, and now they got to go on to Lambeau Field and Green Bay, and that's a tough order. I mean, Seahawks don't exactly have the best record in Green Bay. Yeah, that's this is gonna be interesting. We'll talk about that game in, yeah, in a little will. bit. But I, I, I just a couple points on on the Hawks right now. I still don't know how I feel about this defense because they can look like that, like they did this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and for how excited I think we all were for the Seahawks, you know, beast mode, getting a touchdown, Metcalf's performance, they still only scored seventeen points, and that's I think not, they, they could have had more. There, there was an opportunity for more, but you're right. They only scored 17 points. Right. Like, it, it, I feel like there was this whole, like, we dom in which they did. I think they, they, they still they dominated Philadelphia, but it was against their backup quarterback. Uh, for all, I just felt like a lot of swag, and, a lot, and I feel like the fans should have had that, but still only scoring 17 points. So it really worries me moving. They're, they need to score more I than think, that, I think a big part of that games coming forward. I think a big part of that was – the one thing that Philadelphia really had was their defensive line, which is monstrous. Fletcher Cox was a problem all game. He was just getting pressure up the middle when he was pass rushing. He was blowing up runs up the middle, and that really made the Seahawks one-dimensional. Fletcher Cox, I think, is the reason the Seahawks only scored 17 points. I don't think Green Bay has that same type of presence on the defensive line. They have a, a couple pretty good edge rushers, but... As far as up the middle, there's not really anything on that defense that scares me as much as Fletcher Cox does. That's that's at least my take on it. I think I give more credit to the Philadelphia pass rush and and pressure 
and the play of their D-line more than I would criticize the Seahawks for only getting 17 points. Because it's hard to hit a 30-yard deep bomb when you're getting nailed by a 320-pound defensive lineman. Trust me, that's totally fair. (laughs) It's just I feel like there was a lot of excitement for Beast Mode scoring. There was a lot of excitement for Metcalf with 160 yards. Still 17 points. I'm just saying it's something to be wary of. They'll have to score more than 17 to beat Green Bay. Let's talk about the most important game of last weekend. Tom Brady eliminated in the playoffs in the wild card round, which hasn't happened since 2009. He hasn't played in that game. Uh, 10 years ago I guess I'll just vent a little bit and it's not that bad because I knew uh, it was a tough matchup we both talked about that last week I knew Vrabel would come in and coach well uh, he's now beat Bill Belichick twice in both matchups 2-0 um, and this is how the Patriots have played for the last half of the season they've dropped four out of the last five games I can't even tell you the last time that's happened um, the offense Haven't they really yeah four out of the last five games the only win I believe was Buffalo they lost to Houston. They lost to Kansas City. Kansas City. They beat Buffalo. They lost to Miami. Lost to okay, Tennessee. Yeah. So I think it's four out of the last five. Um, you know, lack of weapons on the offensive side. Uh, Brady playing hurt. Edelman was really hurt. Sanu was garbage. I mean, I'm I could keep going. Um, I don't even know who the tight ends are. I mean, I'm kidding. I know who they are, but really. Um, <laughs> What's more disappointing for me is the defense. Um, I feel like that was one of the most talented defensive teams the Patriots have had in a while. You know what? The defense was not why they got eliminated. Don't cut me off just yet. I'm just saying the defense did their part, held up their end of the bargain. Did they do that in Week 17 against the Dolphins and Ryan? No, but that's not why they got eliminated. They wouldn't even played that game had they beat the Dolphins at home. So don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) So the defense, who you know nicknamed themselves the Boogeyman in the first eight weeks of the season when they played no competition, uh, I'm not taking away from their talent because I think they are very talented. I just don't know what happened to choke away Week 17 to Fitzpatrick to lose the bye. and then to give up 182 on the ground to Derrick Henry. Now I know he is their best player. He is a great running back, um, if not the best in the league, one of the best in the league. But that's something I'm used to Belichick taking away. You're not going to beat the Patriots' defense, regardless of the talent level. They always take away that best option. And Derrick Henry went absolutely bonkers. There was just something wrong this season. You know what I think it, it was? Why Derrick Henry had a big had a big game? He's what six three, six four, 240 pounds runs like an elk you want to tackle him I don't think the Patriots defenders wanted to tackle him they didn't look like they were squaring up to hit him they were just kind of bouncing off of him and they were I saw some business decisions being made I just don't under, I fine maybe but I just don't the game plan I don't know how you the the first thing is you're taking away Derrick Henry we're stacking the box let Ryan Tannehill try and beat us and throw to AJ Brown or what it just it was just not Patriot like I also thought it was brilliant that uh, Vrabel ran a, a minute and 46 seconds off the clock without moving the ball. Yeah, uh, I, uh, he I was, was kind of la- laughing at that because... He was laughing at the si- laughing well, on the sidelines. That's something Belichick did. And yeah, he, he did it to the Jets on Monday he night, loves, right? He loves doing it to people, but if you do it to Bill, he does not. He's he was not happy he was about, not it. Happy about he it, was it at all. He was salty about that. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I, mean, I mean, hats off to the Titans. I think they... Um, they deserve to win that game. A uh, couple things that stood out to me for the Patriots was first and goal on the one, running it three times, uh, not getting in. Um, so you're saying that if you run it on the one yard line, you don't necessarily get a touchdown. Correct. Because okay. I think I texted you that night. Because yeah, you did. <laughs> just because you have the ball on the one, and it doesn't mean you're going to score. So it wasn't guaranteed that Marshawn Lynch was going to get in the end zone in Super Bowl 49. That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> That's right. We have to get into it. But that was just proof that. It's not guaranteed to happen. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm doing now is um, 
preparing for life with Tom, without Tom Brady, I think. There are still a few more games that need to be played before that becomes the big story. It, I know for you it already is. It already is. Um, it's hard to think about. This has been 20 years of my life. I'm here for you, Corey. 20 years of my life. I believe. I do believe that for all parties involved, the best decision is to keep Brady. I don't really see a better alternative. The only thing is... I know Belichick would only want to give him one year, and I know he wants multiple years. So I think that's yeah. where it's going to be all decided, and, and we'll see what happens. We don't have to get into it. Um, the next game, Saints and Vikings. This is a game that I think we both, or I know that I said, if, if there was going to be any upsets out of the games we picked last week, this is the one that I thought was most likely to happen. The Vikings going into New Orleans and beating them. I did think it would have to be a higher-scoring game for that to yeah, happen. Yeah, I, I thought 20-20 to 20 at regulation was pretty low for that game I totally agree and uh, I mean I, I just the Vikings are, can be they have great offensive weapons and when their defense is playing they can ball yeah they the uh, Everson Griffin Linval Joseph that defensive line can get pretty Anthony Barr they can get nasty man they can get real nasty and so I think going in the divisional round I think of all the teams left in the NFC, they probably match up better with the 49ers than the Seahawks or the Packers do to be honest with you I'm really looking forward to that game and I don't know who to root for in that game. Obviously, this is this is me as a as a Seahawks fan, assuming that the Seahawks beat the Packers, which is a pretty wild assumption. I think that's going to be an interesting game. But I'm like, okay, do I do I root for the Vikings on the chance that the Seahawks win and they get a to host the NFC Championship, or do I want Round Three against the Niners? It's I mean, a, if you want a damn good football game, I think you want Round Three. If you want the cards stacked in your favor a little bit. Uh, and more likely to go to the Super Bowl, I think you want to host the Vikings. Got to got to get past Green Bay first, though. Yes, this is very true, and uh, I don't see that happening. One other thing about that Vikings Saints game was I wanted to get your opinion on that. That let you know they drove down in overtime. Was it overtime? Yeah, they drove down in overtime. Uh, I think it was third down too. And third and goal. Yep. Yeah, they throw it, throw a little fade route to uh, Kyle Rudolph in the end zone. They say a push off. Um, no, it's football. They're hand fighting. The, de- the the defender was hand fighting with him too, man. I totally agree. Rudolph did fully end up fully extending his arm, but the defender, I think we've talked about this, didn't turn his head around. Yeah, it- there was hand grabbing on both sides. That is not why the rule is put in. It's for calls like last year with the Saints. Yeah, and you know what? It Like you said, if the defender had turned his head around and then Rudolph pushed him, okay. I get it. But the defender never tried to make a play on the ball. Ergo, you can't really interfere with someone who's not trying to get to the ball. It's not a pass interference. It was not OPI. They're both hand fighting. Rudolph has just as much a right to that ball as the defender does, and he actually tried to catch it. That was the difference. Done. So no complaining from Saints fans, please. No, please stop. Not a pass interference. This stupid rule is here because of you. This is right. If you want to complain, complain about the Week 17 no call in, in the Seattle See, game. See, I'm not even complaining about I, that. I'm a Seahawks right, fan. I don't, I don't even think that was <laughs> but not going to the review. That was more of, an, uh, of a, a spot for the rule to be put in. That last one I thought was... I feel like that was just kind of a middle finger from the officials. It's like, <laughs> we don't like this rule. Here you go. <laughs> uh, the fourth and final game uh, was, or I mean, not in that order, but Houston... Hosting Buffalo last week. That I know. was wild. Going into that game. Um, I said that that was going to be the best game of the weekend. I thought it had potential to be. And, uh, I mean, it didn't. It wasn't a shootout or a barn burner by any chance. It was I, fun. It was. Um, the Bills go out to a big lead early. I think even 16 nothing. It was 13 nothing at halftime. They get a field goal right after halftime. It's 16 nothing in the third quarter. And then all of a sudden, the Texans just 
This is what I mean. I said that I just and I said Josh Allen isn't ready for this moment necessarily. No. Uh, and and Watson, Deshaun Watson has that it factor. Whatever it is, he has it. Big moments. Well, that that play in, in overtime where he gets he got sandwiched between two defenders. I couldn't stays how, up, spins out of it, finds Taiwan Jones. Shout out to Eastern Washington, and uh, he takes it almost all the way to the end zone and sets up Fairbairn for the game winning field goal. I mean, Deshaun Watson can make plays like that. I think that's one thing I like about the playoffs right now is you got quarterbacks who can make some crazy plays. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, am I forgetting any like Kirk Cousins can move right now? I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Like Garoppolo and Cousins are good, but like <laughs> they're not gonna have some insane play where they, you know, roll out to the left, launch it across the field at a weird angle, and like, just right over a defender's hands into the hands of the receiver. Right. Like, they don't do that. So I, I mean, I think this this time kind of went how I thought it would. I didn't know how you thought it was gonna end up. I don't remember. I think we both picked Houston to win. Um, I picked Houston in a close game. Yeah. So, so yeah, we did. You said Fairbairn would uh, kick it, I, win I it and, and that's what happened. And goal. with my fiance being a Houston Texans fan, uh, watching that with her live on Facetime, I'll tell you she was not resting easy when that was happening. Trust that was just nerve wracking for them. <laughs> but they got it done. They did. Um, those are the teams that move on. The Titans now heading to Baltimore. Uh, Houston now heading to Kansas City. The Vikings now heading to San Francisco and Seattle, like we said, heading to Green Bay. So we can touch on these games. Let's touch on those games a little bit. We'll close out with the Seattle-Green Bay game, kind of okay. go into that a little bit more. Um, before we talk about some garbage coaching hires, shall we? <laughs> um, so that first matchup, uh, it, we were talking about this. These spreads are ridiculous. For for a for divisional a, yeah, playoff what game, is this, these Vegas? numbers are very very big and and by the way Vegas probably crushed last week because a lot of a uh, lot of people cut lot of upsets yeah a lot of upsets there so um Titans at Baltimore Baltimore's minus nine and a half uh you obviously saw how well coached they are against New England the previous week that is a big number now if these were teams that like really threw the ball around and had crazy offenses which obviously Baltimore is the highest scoring team in the league but they do it on the ground they chew up a bunch of clock they're just super efficient when they throw the ball uh i could see this being a big spread but the, the fact of the matter is both teams are going to try to run the ball like crazy there's not going to be enough time for baltimore to win by nine and a half points yes this will be the fastest game of the weekend yeah this is this will probably be like an hour and a half long <laughs> uh minus nine i'm, I'm gonna take baltimore to win but nine and a half that's I'm, insulting. I'm with you, and I really want to pick the Titans here. I really do. I mean, I should have done it. No, I shouldn't have done it last they week. They can run the ball. They got a good defense. I'm not saying they will, but they're just the type of team that they play with that sort of style. And you know, Baltimore is really on two weeks rest. Baltimore will not. They make, might be rusty. Baltimore will not make the Super Bowl, but I don't think it's the Titans Ooh. who will beat them. So I'll also take Baltimore That's to win that take. game. Um, as much as I want to say the Titans, I just don't have the the stones to do it. Um, Kansas City hosting Houston, also a nine and a half point spread. Kansas City okay, favored this, by nine and a half. <laughs> this one, I think the Ravens are a better team than uh, than Kansas City is. But this is the one where I could see a nine and a half point spread because both te- both these teams really kind of sling the ball around. So this could be one of those ones where yeah, you could see a team getting a big lead and that sort of thing happening. Um, 
that's more of a style thing, not necessarily that I think the Texans are that much worse than Kansas City because they beat them. They beat them in year. the regular season. That said, on the road, I believe in Arrowhead. Yeah, they are. Yeah, exactly. The Texans have already won at Arrowhead this season. Granted, it was I think Mahomes' first game back from an injury, and their defense wasn't really all there lately. That Kansas City defense has gotten pretty good. Really good. So. I mean, I like Kansas City in this game. Nine and a half points is too much, but... Uh, agreed. I, I I would definitely take Houston with the points. Um, the thing is, I could see Houston winning this game if Deshaun just has one of those four or five... T- the, those big games yeah. that he can have. This is one of those ones where either one of these quarterbacks can go absolutely nuts, and I wouldn't be shocked if, if either... they both t- do. If either team won and whatever happened, you know... I could see this turning into a shootout. Totally. Uh, I totally agree with that. Um... But Kansas City's defense, like you said, has been playing better, uh, especially the second half of the season. They've really stepped it up. I think they were a la- they they were being laughed at at the beginning of the year because they just couldn't stop anybody. I was picking wide receivers and running backs to start against them in fantasy. Yeah, just exactly. They couldn't stop anything. Um, <laughs> I'll take Kansas City as well. Uh, I'm I'm rooting for Houston, uh, but Kansas City I, I think is going to take it. Um, How cool is it that JJ Watt came back for the playoffs and performed the way he did? Yeah, that was. I, I think just for that, I kind of I want to root they, for Houston. They love him in Houston. There's a highway, so the way it is, who the, doesn't the love city him? is shaped in loops, and um, you know there's a six ten loop, the uh, the Beltway, which is eight, and then the big one, the big loop is Highway ninety nine, and they want to uh, name it, or if they they want to, I know they <laughs> they talked about it after Hurricane Harvey when I was down there. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it if he retires there that they just make that JJ Watt Highway. I, honestly, I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> There's nothing more Texas than J.J. Watt than uh, Whataburger. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. We go NFC now. Yep. Vikings on the road at the 49ers. 49ers, seven-point favorites. Just to put this in perspective a little bit, last week in New Orleans, Minnesota was also a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. So um, half-point difference, but on the road in San Francisco against the one seed. You know, This is an interesting game to me because – does it feel like Minnesota might be getting hot at the right time? Kirk Cousins, he's so hot right now. Yeah, your words, not mine. Uh, is he hotter than Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, again, seven points. That's too much, man. Why are these spreads so big? I, I don't know. I mean, I would, if I had to pick a winner, I would obviously say San Francisco. I think they're the better team. But Minnesota's got weapons on the outside. They can run the ball pretty well. They've got a pretty nice D-line and a front seven. Their issue is really in the secondary. So if they want to win this game, they're going to have to shut down the run, which is really hard to do against the Niners. And they're going to have to create some pressure up front in the passing game, which they can do. But San Francisco can do all that too, but better. So I would take San Francisco in this game. I'm going to go to the Niners as well. I, again, I would take the points if I was putting money on this. Uh, and also, I'm really just picking the 49ers because uh, if by some miracle Seattle escapes Green Bay with the win, I want to see that third matchup. So uh, for personal interest, I'm saying the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do I, I do think the the Vikings can pull off another upset. It's it, they have, they just have, they have a good team. They're, I mean, they had a good record. They're sixth seed, I think. Or they were, what was their record? Eleven five. Eleven and five or ten and six. So, somewhere around there. They're, they're a good team. Uh, I do. I, I'll just pick the 49ers. <clears throat> okay. 
And then the final one, Seattle, Green Bay, Green Bay minus four, a reasonable spread in a divisional game. Yeah, uh, it makes them, what, a one-point favorite on a neutral site? That's right. That's Okay, I'll, I'd, I'd take that. Um, Go ahead and make all your points for the Seahawks to win this game. I'm not going to do that. Both these teams, all year long, have played really close games. Like they've they've played down to their competition. They played up to their competition. Both these teams, I I could see both these teams just sort of going back and forth the entire time. It honestly, I think is going to end up being decided by whichever quarterback has the ball last. If I'm being honest with you, man, Seattle does not have a good record in Green Bay. My heart says Seattle, but if I had to put money on it. I would honestly say Green Bay because for whatever reason, Seattle cannot play well at Lambeau Field. They just don't. They I, haven't. I was going to say, if you're leaning on the uh, the whole fact that Pete Carroll owns the Eagles, if if that's a trend, then would you have to err with the trend that they can't win there in Lambeau? I mean, if you're going with one, you got to go with the other. However, I can see scenarios where Seattle wins this game. It's not... To- I, I'm with you. This is... I, I think you said, you just touched on it. Is both of these teams have played great, and then they've played down to their competition at times. They're I don't want to say inconsistent because I don't know if that's the right term, but they both find ways to win close games. That's that's so I I, I just have a feeling that this game is just going to be really stressful for both sets of fans. And either way, we're all getting our cardio on Sunday. My my head just says Packers because they're at home. Wow. Took the Packers. My heart says Seattle. I'm rooting for Seattle. Before the playoffs start, you say I'm picking the I'm picking the Seahawks no matter what. I'm picking the Seahawks no matter what. <laughs> now now I think whoever wins this game wins the NFC championship. I also agree with that. That's something you and I talked about. I I I like the winner of the Seattle Green Bay to go represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh I am like you. I think it's gonna be Green Bay. In Green Bay their defense has played well at home. And if Seattle was healthier, I would I would probably pick the Seahawks. But with all these injuries, I don't see them being able to play a full four quarters uh, I'm against with you. the Packers. I just and, and the Packers, Aaron Jones, he came at like that that running game and even catching out of the backfield. Uh, the second half yeah, of the season is really really good. Obviously, Devontae Adams is so good. And we got the whole storyline of Jimmy Graham being on the Packers. Whatever that's. Uh, worth. I completely he, forgot he came. To yeah, Seattle. he he is he hasn't been very productive for the Packers, but you know, it's there, and Seattle does have a hard time covering tight ends. So, I mean, that's something to watch out for. Well, we did it again. We both picked the same four teams. Stop it. So we'll probably be wrong somewhere. <laughs> I you hope gotta, so. Gotta, I hope we're both wrong in one game. That's right. I, I mean, I would love to see Seattle play the 49ers for the NFC Championship game. I, I just think that's that would be the best game. That might, that might be better than the Super Bowl, to be honest. Um, I mean, the last time we played in the NFC Championship, that was better than the Super Bowl that year. Oh, it absolutely was. I, <laughs> I remember exactly where I was in that game. I was in Boston pre-gaming because I was going to watch the UFC live at the TD Garden. Conor McGregor fighting in Boston. It was just absolute madness, and I thought it couldn't get any crazier before that night. And then watching that game at the bar beforehand, that happened. When, when, when the tip happened, I almost broke my hand because I was watching it at my, my cousin's place. They set up like a home theater in their basement. It was kind of a low ceiling, and I jumped up out of my seat. I put my hands up, and I punched like a beam that was going across the ceiling, and I almost broke my hand. Ouch. 
Ouch. Good times. <laughs> all right, let's quickly touch these coaching hires. I just want to get your opinion real quick. Uh, that's, yeah. not, that's my yeah. opinion on all of them. All of them. New York Giants take uh, Joe Judds, the Patriots' wide receivers coach. If you watch the Patriots at all this year, I don't know why the hell you signed him. Yeah, I don't get this one. I don't understand it. He has a little bit of special teams background with them as well, but uh, I just... Well, like, why? I, that... Or it's, it, it seemed rushed. I, I don't know why they made the decision so quickly. Um, Panthers, Matt Rule out of Baylor. Yeah, dude had one good year at Baylor. I mean, college coaches moving up to the NFL historically don't do that well. The only reason it's worked out for Pete Carroll, I think, is because he has that. He already had that experience being in the NFL prior to that. Uh, it, I, I, it was, I believe it was seven years, six or seven years, and uh, he hasn't proved anything. Uh, in fact, uh, he choked away a bowl game recently, if I'm not mistaken. I think he got out talented in the bowl game. Fair enough. I, I don't. I don't get this. This signing. I prove me wrong. Go ahead, prove yeah. me wrong, Carolina. Prove everybody wrong. I mean, I, I I think it's almost like the media created this guy, and uh, and the Panthers. I don't know why they did. Jumped on the bandwagon and hired him. Um, Dallas, the Cowboys bring in Mike McCarthy after the sleepover between Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy. Yeah, they got uh, the bunk buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we just become best friends? Jump. Uh, yeah okay you got another jason garrett right cool. it, uh, this is exactly what i thought this is mccarthy uh I, nothing fancy i think he's just this he's, is this is the type of person that jones looks for because he has his hands in all the football stuff and he needs a puppet so mccarthy's gonna be that puppet yeah the the cowboys are screwed until jerry jones decides that he doesn't want to be the gm anymore totally with that you. on that, that's that's the reality of it agreed you're a cowboys fan sorry jerry jones is screwing you over one more coaching gig the browns no one has been there yet no one's coached which is honestly the best move that's been made so far mcdaniels josh mcdaniels is going to interview there on friday i told you that he has ties to ohio i believe his family is from ohio yeah um i believe that would be an interesting but i i just that team is just in sh- like I mean, they're not uh. in shambles talent wise it just seems just like a cluster it they really does. they they need an organizational change top to bottom, um, which you know they got rid of the GM and the head coach, so that's what's coming. Correct, and like I said, this is similar to the San Francisco hiring. They hired Shanahan and then the GM, so it wasn't like a GM and then the coach thing. The coach got hired first. Yeah, they want they want the coach to have a say in who the GM is. Correct, which I think is probably a good way to go. Smart, it's a smart move by the Browns. We'll just see if they botch it. They will. It's the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more quick thing before we go. Uh, national championship happening on the 13th. We got a surprise lock of the week. Yeah, Clem- We're going to try to even up this record. Clemson versus LSU. I really was hoping to see Ohio State um, against LSU. I'm taking the uh, Tigers. Yeah, that's a good, good good bet. Yeah. Good bet. Good bet on the Tigers. One of the Tigers are going to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the defending national champ against the number one team in the country. Both teams are undefeated. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. I just like the coach's voice at LSU, so I'm going to go LSU. That's why I'm taking LSU and order on. LSU for the win in my uh, in my book. <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not going to say on the line of my lock is that LSU wins the championship. I'm with you. All right. I'm with you there. Go Hawks. 